Welcome to Investors Insights. Our topic today is soft landing. I want to start off just by thanking the gentlemen that are on the screen with me here, my colleagues, Trey Booth, Bobby Norman, Adam Van Zandt, and Tom Miller for doing an incredible research presentation in our meeting this morning. And we're going to continue this conversation you have today on the blog throughout the week through our social media on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, uh, also our podcast. Don't forget about that. And then the other thing that I've been thrilled about is those of you, as we come out of COVID here, that have been inviting myself or a couple of the other uh, portfolio strategist people to speak at events, uh, gatherings that you're having. Uh, it's been great to interact with people and we've thoroughly enjoyed it. That's the reason we chose soft landing. Uh, one of the questions that continues to come up is, will we experience a soft landing in this economy? It's a big discussion. You've got a lot of things going on, and this is a big week uh, in the markets and in relation to corporate earnings and jobs and money supply. So with that, I'm going to start off with Trey, because Trey, you woke us up fully this morning, didn't even allow us to finish our first cup of coffee uh, by talking about jobs. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Greg. So on Friday, we got the jobs report. It came out it was very strong. We saw 372,000 jobs were added to the economy last month. That's a really good number. And why, why is jobs so important? Well, jobs is, is how really how we can get to that soft landing, uh, because for the economy to, 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 uh, to continue to grow, we need to go to the areas where they're slack, right? You cannot keep putting, we can't, you know, we, we're currently in an inflationary environment. So Growth and growth across the board may be, may be overly inflationary and actually negative. So where is their slack? Well, there's still slack in the labor market. If you look at this chart, it compares the labor market to February of 2020, which pre-COVID to today. And you'll see that there's still 524,000 jobs that need to be filled to get us back to just where we were two years ago. That's not even on trend with the growth rate that we normally see. And so in the areas where we see the most slack is in leisure and hospitality. We've talked about this for the last few months where we could see jobs being added there, and that wouldn't necessarily cause inflation. So that could cause the economy to grow without causing inflation. And that's what the Federal Reserve is watching very closely to see if we can get this soft landing where the economy can slow, but not crash into a recession, but slow to a point and then grow into the money supply that we created to fight COVID. So we saw 67,000 jobs added last month in leisure and hospitality. That's a good number. We definitely want to see that stronger. Uh, but definitely a good, some good optimism there uh, in terms of potential the economy growing into uh, all of the stimulus that we, that we uh, produced in 2020 and 2021. And that may give the Fed the option for orchestrating the soft money. The next big data point this week is CPI, which is the inflation number that we're all fighting and watching. And can we see good jobs and a slower inflation number? That, those two data points are what we're watching closely. It's what we feel like the market's watching closely. And it's what the Fed is watching, uh, and the Fed is meeting this month uh, on July 26th and 27th. So very big week of data last week and this week uh, that we think will be very important going forward. Yeah, and we get tremendous amount of research with this kind of information on it. And uh, as I like to say, it's one thing uh, from all these different independent sources that we, we receive this information, but also boots on the ground research, as I like to call it. If our client base is any indication, uh, they are traveling. They are uh, pursuing leisure and hospitality, uh, and, and we appreciate that. Uh, as you said through the vlogs, we've talked about how this can have an impact on bringing inflation down 
if we go more towards the service industry. Absolutely. So uh, we're seeing a variety of reasons to keep a close watch on that. And Bobby, you you really interacted on this discussion in relation to uh, corporate earnings and uh, appreciate. Talk about the week and what we're watching uh, for announcements and indications going forward. Yeah, we've got a really important week for the market. Uh, we'll get update reports on inflation, housing, retail sales, and the consumer. Uh, this week also starts the second quarter of corporate earnings reports. So consensus estimates reflected 5% year-over-year increase in S&P 500 earnings uh, in the second quarter. Uh, however, guidance for Q2 during the quarter was slightly weaker uh, than the long-term average, but not by much, and that's important. So somewhat soft guidance along with slower economic growth suggests that second-half estimates will likely have to come down a little bit, uh, but not dramatically. So that's the good news. Uh, but the most important part of earnings season uh, for the second quarter is to see what the corporate leadership says about the current economic outlook. And we'll be listening closely to see what the executives say about how sticky companies believe inflation is. Uh, but here's the key. It's something that we're really focused on, and that is reserves and, and the cash that especially financial firms have on the balance sheet. How much cash they're reserving will show and say a lot about the confidence level they have in the future economy. And so the reserves will be very telling and it's something that analysts and investors like us uh, will be watching carefully. You know, of course, one of the, the words used a lot in our discussion this morning was cash, also money supply. Uh, you know, we're, we're all watching all this closely. And uh, Ty, you brought up, I, I think he even had us talking about apples earlier this morning. So folks pay attention here. But in terms of cash and money supply, talk about that in relation to what Bobby and Trey have already talked about. Yeah, so we're going to try to stay on top of uh, the M2 money supply report. Um, unfortunately, this is a number we only get once a month. Uh, we used to get it once a week. But as, uh, as more money was printed in the pandemic, suspiciously enough, they, they, they started just reporting this once a month instead of weekly. Um, but over the pandemic, uh, the, this money supply growth was like 27%. Uh, the average is 6%. So how does how does this kind of affect you? Well, it's right. been a leading indicator of inflation for about two years. So, you know, we had 27% growth about two years ago in money supply, and we're seeing record inflation now. Uh, you know, pretty direct correlation there. Um, however, uh, over the last 12 months, we're down to 6.6%, which is basically on par. Uh, average is about 6%. And even more encouragingly, uh, over just this year, we're at 3%. So, Kind of think of it like, uh, you know, if, if money, if there's $10 in the economy and we have 10 apples, each apple costs a dollar. If we have $15 and still 10 apples because we can't produce any more apples, apple is $1.50 now. Um, well, this year it seems like, we're you know, it, we have $15, but we're only making five apples with the supply issues <laughs> on top of the money supply. So, you know, a good, a good way to think about that is groceries, cars, you know, everything that's being affected with the supply chain on top of this money growth has really expanded inflation, but the good news is we're starting to ramp down. If we can stay around 6% or below, that'd be a very good sign. Very good insight on that. And you're right. Uh, the price of apples has definitely gone up. And so we want to see that. We want to see that change. So, and Adam, uh, always get feedback from clients on how you give them a perspective, looking at the technical uh, numbers, the technical indicators in the market, uh, talk to us about the S&P 500 and what numbers they need to be watching uh, as we go through this week. Yeah, despite a four-day trading week due to the holiday on Monday, we saw the markets, the overall markets finish up 
on Friday with the S&P closing at 3,899. So that gives us a new short-term resistance level of 3,960, the new short-term support level of 3,840. In addition to that, we're currently tracking the 50-day moving day average of the S&P 500, which is currently sitting at 3,972. We think that's a really important number, especially from an intermediate standpoint, that could potentially become our new resistance level. And even if we cross through it, that could potentially be our long-term support level. So that's a number I really want to focus on this week and the weeks uh, coming up. So folks, you've heard it. We've given you the technical indicators, uh, the jobs, the earnings, uh, a lot of information coming out this week. Uh, we're going to keep you updated. Our ideal scenario is we get through the summer. Everybody enjoys leisure and hospitality. And somewhere in there, we have a soft landing to this economy. And we will all be thrilled. We hope that this information is beneficial to you and all those you share this vlog with. And we will continue uh, to let you know if we see unusual activity or more volatility coming our way. Take care. Have a great week. Yeah.